Sicha on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi and a warm welcome to our listeners to our Friday Nasiha program. I'm Yazd Aishalatu. And with the clock at 10 city, just a reminder of the Jews recited this morning was Jews 21, which means we're on the 21st of Rajab, 1437 as well. The Suwa recited this morning was Surah Al Ankabut, the Spider, verses 45 to 69, Surah Rum, the Romans, verses 1 to 16, and Surah Luqman, that is verses 1 to 34 as well. The prostration, that is Surah Sajida, verses 1 to 30, as well as Surah. Al-Hazab, that is the Confederates, verses 1 to verse 30 as well. Stay tuned tomorrow, inshallah, for Jews 22. But for now, we have our uh, esteemed Molana in studio with us this morning. Happy to introduce Molana Wasim Hendrix, the son of Worcester, mashallah, and happy to be, you know, sitting with him in studio. I'm privileged, subhanAllah, such a young, um, vibrant person and, and sharing his um, knowledge of deen with us this morning. Last week, we spoke about the human rights. Unfortunately, I wasn't here to host the program, but I'm sure, you know, Eva uh, stood in for me, did a great job with the Imam in studio as well. And uh, we speak about human rights, Islam, and the protection of religion this week with a focus on workers there as well with Molana Wasim Hendricks. Molana, Assalamu alaikum and a warm welcome. Juma Mubarak as well. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Aisha, it's a privilege for me sitting here with you also, as I know that Ante Aisha used to look at me when I was a very, very young boy, probably. <laughs> and alhamdulillah, it's very nice to sit here and enjoy the company of Ante Aisha. And then also, uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all the listeners out there. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Well, and I think it's amazing that, um, you know, mentioning that. Um me looking at you, or, you know, seeing how you've grown up, alhamdulillah. When you were little, you could learn from us. Now that you've grown, and with your knowledge, we can learn from you, subhanAllah. So it's never an age thing, but it's more about the knowledge that we impart and that we benefit from one another, subhanAllah. Yes, subhanAllah, Aisha. It's, it's, it's an honor for me sitting here today. Like I said, you know, I'm somebody that normally take listen from my, from my elders. And uh, my mommy used to speak a lot about Auntie Aisha, you know, and, and Auntie Aisha's mother-in-law. Uh, I used to grow, grow up in front of Auntie Aisha's husband a lot, taking advice from them. Uh, there's an Arabic uh, saying that goes, uh, you know, is alil mujarrab la tas'alil hakim. You take from those people of, of experience because they've been through life. Don't take, don't take your knowledge from people that know and they have the theory in their lives but no experience. Why? Because what can they actually teach you? So I'm that person here. Yeah, I've got the knowledge but no experience. So the Aisha mustn't flatter the Aisha self that I can't learn from everybody else because you guys, mashallah, you've been through life. You've got the experience and we are here to learn, alhamdulillah. May Allah guide us and protect <coughs> us and um, you know, give us understanding, inshallah. Amin, ya Malana, so the topic this morning is workers days and sometimes it's a holiday people are looking forward to you know just lazing down but forgetting the history of what it's all about and also you know the history of Islam subhanallah inshallah <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, uh, and Aisha, Workers' Day is something that, alhamdulillah, I think everybody, uh, the youngsters of today, probably looking forward to it just being a holiday. But if we see what happened in history, subhanallah, it is actually a privilege for us and it's actually, actually an honor for us to have this holiday. Why? Like I've just said, our elders really, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with, with elders who, who could foresee into the future. You know, at that time, subhanallah, slavery was the order of the day and people used to use people in uh, in order to benefit themselves and we know as, as Muslims how are we going to structure this when it comes to Islam is where uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that the best of you khayrun nas ma yanfa'un nas the best of you are those people who benefit others and uh, in the past it was more a benefit to yourself for example if you were of the affluent you were somebody who owned your own businesses you used to tire the others out in order for yourself to benefit and this is not the way of Islam. This was the way of the past of those people who were uh, capitalist. You know, they only wanted to, to, to benefit themselves and they only wanted to prosper themselves and they didn't care and they didn't worry about those people who were in need and who needed to prosper as well because every one of us, subhanAllah, we are the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can't just be selfish and look into the interests of ourselves. We need to look into the interests of every single human being. Why? Because life in itself is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So we are not allowed to, to, to place dhulum. We are not allowed to oppress anybody because what is going to, the characteristic of ourselves, what is it going to differ then to the characteristics of the past, which we can maybe just, just mention one for us, and we all know him, is Fir'aun. He looked into the interests of himself and his own people, and he didn't care about nobody else because he thought that he was superior. And this is why, subhanAllah, we live here today, and we we can call ourselves the best of nation. Why? Because Allah calls us that. Allah says that, خَيْرُكُمْ مَنْ تَعَلَّمَ الْقُرْآنَ The best of you are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala handpicked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala handpicked you uh, as a nation, as an ummah, in order to benefit others. How? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, So these three characteristics, subhanAllah, it is such a powerful statement that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is making that our actual uh, uh, purpose in life is for us to call towards good. And we should prohibit from evil. And then the, the ultimate is what billah. We believe in Allah. So which Allah do we have? We have an Allah who is merciful. We have an Allah who looks in the benefit of His creation. And we have an Allah who wants to grant us Jannah. So what do we feel for our fellow human beings? As Allah also says in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ كَرَّمْنَا بَنِي آدَمْ Did Allah Himself honor humankind and Allah Himself honor the human race? So who are we today? We are the creation of Allah and we dishonor them. We don't think nothing of them because we feel superior to them and this is why we need to take our hats off our elders whether they were Muslim or whether they were not of the Muslim faith we need to take our hats off for them why because why did they do this if we if we look at the core why they actually took the streets and riot that time like I said oppression was the order of the day they used to work for 12 hours some more than 12 hours you know like they tired themselves for for their so-called bosses in this world although we know that the ultimate boss is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why I think people incline to that you know when they oppressed they feel that no no we need to do something because they feel that our ultimate boss is Allah that is something that Allah instilled in the heart of every human being you know who do we turn to when we get hurt what do we say it's either oh my god you know if you're not the, if it's a Muslim it's either subhanallah or Allah or Aina <laughs> you know Aina is for Cape Town subhanallah but we always return back to our source what is our source is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah placed that mustard seed of Iman in everybody's heart when they were born you know as we know that everybody was born in the natural way fitra. what is the fitra? it is Allah and His Rasul and all the Anbiya that came prior to that we have that automatic spiritual link to Allah and to his beloved prophets uh, but most importantly to the last prophet who is Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam for us as the people of the Muslim faith so uh, nobody's got the right to be oppressed and then I think they, they, they stood up they felt this feeling and for who did they do this they didn't do it to benefit themselves because they either got beat up they went to riots they either got uh, shot by policemen which happened in this case we will inshallah we'll, we'll, we'll deal with now on this day and uh, which happened uh, centuries ago I think it's about two or three centuries ago in the 1800s it happened when they took the streets uh, in uh, uh, what is the town's name I think that, uh, it was in America uh, when the the people took the streets and uh, they go in for riot and they said that they only want to work for eight hours eight hours a day because they feel that they can do justice in that eight hours and obviously those who were in power they did not like this and what did they order I, I actually read uh, mashallah doing this topic in Chicago, I in, think. Chicago, in Chicago in Chicago that's the, that's the places so what actually happened was uh, those who were in charge they actually bought uh, a machine gun of two thousand dollars just in order to, 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 to deter the people from doing what they're going to do. But nothing deterred them. They still took the streets. And some, uh, you know, we have those cases. Uh, and I think we in South Africa, we are quite uh, familiar with this. Where somebody is going to be out of hand and they threw a bomb into the crowd. And what happened? Uh, some of the police people, the policemen at that time, they were killed. And what happened? Now chaos happened. Now they started shooting into the crowd. But that you will find everywhere. You know, you can't blame the people for taking the streets now and say that it's because of them that everything happened. No, they were there for a purpose. They were not there to, to, to stir violence. They were there to, to prove a point that, you know, you're not going to oppress us anymore. I think that we should have uh, these three three things they wanted. They, they wanted eight hours for work, eight hours for recreation, and eight hours for rest. Subhanallah. And if we look into the life of a Muslim, how do we structure our daily life of work? Subhanallah. I mean, inshallah. Maulana, hold on to the thought. I think we first need to go for ads, and when we come back. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape.
Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to our Friday Nasiha program. I'm Yasta Aishalatu with the Honorable Molana Wasim um, Hendricks in studio with us this morning as well. And the focus is on workers there. Molana has spoken about slavery, about the 1886 uprising in Chicago as well, you know, making mention thereof and not forgetting that, you know, this has gone the world over and around the world when it came to the eight hours and eight hours. And Molana, you refer to what are we doing as Muslims and how are we dividing our oh, yeah. times as Muslims. And I think we're going to continue with you right now, inshallah. Inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Yes, and Aisha, we said that if we first look into what they wanted to achieve, um, is it going to be a, of benefit for us as Muslims? Yes, definitely is going to be for a benefit for us as Muslims. Why? Because of the struggle that they went through, we can now structure our day in a certain way. Right? There's no 12 hours of suffering and slaving and um, telling yourself that, you know what, there's nothing that I can do in the day because I'm so busy and occupied with things. They had a vision to break up their day, like I said, I've mentioned now in three ways, where eight hours of that would be for work, eight hours would be for recreation, and eight hours would be for rest. And uh, if you look scientifically how they explained it today, that we actually need our eight-hour rest, you know. That is what they explain. Obviously, we're going to, inshallah, delve into the, the history of Islam, how we should spend our nights. If we're going to sleep for eight hours, what is going to happen? What benefit are we going to derive from the night? And then because in Muslims, life is where you can draw benefit. Wherever, whether it is sleeping, you can still draw benefit. You know, so, so we're not going to speak on the Islamic uh, side of things now. We first try to explain what they wanted to achieve. And inshallah, after that, we'll, we'll fit in where Islam is actually predominant to this. You know, Islam actually support this view in order for us as Muslims to benefit that is important so they wanted eight hours of work so alhamdulillah you work for eight hours what can you do if you communicate your day will be perfect you know the problem today with us as, as man as men as insan is that we are afraid to, to, to communicate look at our elders they communicated they took the step and they achieved what do we do uh, maybe once we go just uh, let's make an analogy let's make an example is I'm working for a company for a boss he's not a Muslim I'm a Muslim, so I go to him, I say, you know what, I'm of the Muslim faith, what I need to do is, door is one o'clock, I need to perform salah, I need to pray at that time, and asr, I'm just making an example, is about almost now four o'clock, uh, no, past three, right, so uh, I need those two times, that is the time that I'm occupied at work, but just 15 minutes or 20 minutes of my time I need in order to pray. Um, I will not take of, the, of my work time. I will take my lunch at 1 o'clock and I will take my tea break at uh, Asr time. So what happened now? Alhamdulillah, Yuli uh, Hayes, maybe the first time, you know what, you guys, you Muslims, you, you always want to do this. He has that attitude. How do you respond? Think of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa You know, things didn't just happen and things j- didn't just occur where we say today, La ilaha illallah. A lot of sacrifice, a lot of effort went into that and a lot of torture and punishment went into that. So who do we think we are more pious than the Prophet sallallahu We speak once and people's going to listen? No. We must understand that if you practice practice patience, Allah says, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ That glad tidings to the one who persevere. Do we forget that in our lives? Who is saying this? The creation of the crea- uh, the creator of the creation, our Allah, is telling us this, just practice patience. I will test you in every way. Whether it is you trying to achieve good, don't think you're going to try to achieve good as Auntie Aisha beautifully mentioned now the Surah Anqabud, which is a very beautiful surah to recite, where Allah says in ayah number two, Allah says to us as believers, you know, we read the Quran, but sometimes, you know, we lack that uh, opportunity to understand it. We lack to, to, to just make that little bit of, uh, of effort just to try to understand whether it is one ayah. I've quoted the ayah now, jot it down, inshallah. Surah Ankabut, verse number two. Try to read upon it and just reflect upon it. Allah says, Do you think, who's Allah speaking to? Hasiban Nas, you know, the people. Who's the people? We are the people, we are Allah's creation. Allah says, Do you think that you can only say that I believe? Allah speak to people who believe. Do you really think you can only believe in Allah, in Muhammad sallallahu or whatever your faith is? Because Quran is not only for us. Quran is for everyone. It's for Nas. Allah firstly speak to the entire humankind. Allah says, uh, You think you're not going to be tested. You know? And Allah actually, subhanAllah, what in Allah we have? You know, did we ever ponder in Allah? We worship Allah, but we don't know Him. How do you worship, some, worship something that you don't know? Try to get to know Allah. Because Allah says, uh, that uh, Allah created us only for His worship, only to take benefit from Allah and only to learn from the best of Allah's creation, Ashraful Makhluqat, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah says that you will be tested how? 
you fear why to go up to your boss you know you're a muslim you're somebody new in the company now you need to you need to go and communicate who where's allah going to give you that strength now no you need to build up that strength yourself because once you set down a principle people respect you for that rasulullah he stood for the for the for his principles he said no i will only believe in one allah what did they say they brought the world in front of him we'll give you the best of women we'll give you all the wealth of makkah you can even be the king of us of the quraysh we'll give you that status so if you do this just discard allah in your life we don't want you to, 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 to preach what you are preaching now. There is only one Allah. Forget everything and just follow the, 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 the religion of your predecessors and we'll give you all this. What did the Prophet reply? Look at the principle of Muhammad. Look at his character. You can give me the sun in my right hand and you can give me the moon in my left hand. But this Allah that, uh, that I'm worshipping now, this Allah that I found in my life, this is something that I will never give up. So keep all your wealth of this world. I don't need that. Why? Because I know what I'm heading towards. I'm heading towards the pleasure of Allah and I know what is awaiting for me in the year after how do we think you know one difficulty we go through Allah says Bashir is sabirin Allah says that glad tidings for the one who persevere yeah we ask once and, and we've been said no you can't do it what happens you persist you know Allah loves it action that you persist in whether it is little by little how you persist not going to ask the boss every time you're going to irritate him but through your actions through your character you greet him still with a smile you know, you're still honest in your in, 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 in achieving yes, your livelihood in your dealings with the people around you. You have a smile every day. Don't be that morbid person because you, you're giving them Sundays off. But yeah, I'm asking you. This is not our attitude. The Prophet's attitude was not like that. Adopt that attitude. And inshallah, our workplaces will become much more fruitful for us. People would want to benefit from us. You know, Allah says he will test us with khawf. With hunger. Why? You're going to fear if I'm going to tell, speak to my boss, he might fire me. Isn't that? But whose trust, who do you put your trust in? Allah. You put your trust in Allah and Allah will open the way for you. Allah says, don't fear people. I created them like I created you. I've created them. So don't fear them. You just go. You just say like Allah told Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wasalam, you call the call to the world. Don't you worry who's going to listen. We will make them listen. How many people go for Hajj today? Millions and millions. They're still extending. More and more is coming into Makkah. Why? Because he obeyed Allah. Allah made the call and he obeyed. And Alhamdulillah, today we benefit. We all can go for Hajj. And inshallah soon we all will go for Hajj. Amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Over and over, inshallah. may Allah take us. And then uh, Jamaatul Muslimin, Allah will, will, will test you with, with hunger. You'll fear your, your job. Don't fear your job, fear Allah. Ittaqillah. Allah says so many places in the Quran that you only fear Allah. And if you fear Allah, what does Allah say? وَمَنْ يَتَّقِلَّهَ يَجْعَلَّهُ مَخْرَجَ Allah opened the way for you. وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And this is what we fear. We fear wealth. You know, uh, uh, what's going to happen to my kids? What's going to happen to my family? Allah says, don't worry. I will sustain you in ways and means unimaginable to you. You won't even fathom where the, where the wealth is coming from. Do we really believe in Allah like that? Our elders believed. You know, they persisted and they struggled and they strived because they knew as the Arab saying go, man jadda wajada. We will struggle today. We'll toil today. We'll strive and fight today for our rights. But at the end of the day, wajada, we will find if it's not us reaping the benefits. Yeah, we are sitting today. We are truly reaping the benefits. Eight hours of our day we can spend at work and if we communicate like we've said, uh, the boss started looking at your character and seeing, mashallah, this is qualities and there's qualities in this man that I would like to adopt myself. He will, he will himself come to you. You know, you've asked me something. Uh, are you still willing to do it? And he will start seeing and you say, no, no problem. I, 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 we go to mosque because mosque is the main thing, but I won't, I won't uh, impose that upon you. Just give me a small space at, the, uh, at the work, office. in the office, and I'll do that. He himself, after such a while, seeing you, seeing the benefit that comes from your prayer, from your salah that you perform and making dua for his, his business, why you, you, make, uh, you make dua for Allah to grant you halal rizik, Allah make his rizik easy for you to come, for, for him to come in. He starts seeing the benefit, you say, no, no, I think you must go to the mosque. You know, I'll give you off the time. And this is how it worked. Uh, Wallah and Aisha, I'm sitting here. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm a living example of that. I used before, to we, before we chat about that living example, <laughs> being the living example, can we go for ads and to our listeners, um, do stay tuned because I think today's nasiha has really, um, you know, not as though others aren't beneficial, but I think it's something that we can all take example of, inshallah. Amen, amen. So to our listeners, do stay tuned. <laughs> Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And I think, you know, when we speak about workers, then we're looking at delving into the history with Malana Wasim Hendricks and not forgetting, you know, also making the analogy with the Deen of Islam, which is the ultimate Deen, subhanAllah. And also us, uh, you know, being so privileged because when Allah speaks in the Quran, Allah speaks directly to the, to, to the, the believers and to the Ummah at large, so, not just, you know, Muslim, but also the non Muslim. SubhanAllah. Yes, no one Aisha, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed certain issues with only Muslims. But most of the time you hear in the Quran, Ya Yuhannas, Allah address who? His creation. Why? Because Allah don't want any of His creation to be doomed for, for the hellfire. No, that is not what Allah wants. And that's why if you see, if we look into the life of the best of Allah's creation, what was His purpose? Allah says in the Quran, وَدَاعِيًا إِلَى اللَّهِ You know, He used to call towards the ultimate and the one Allah. You know, what are we doing? Uh, we're calling towards sometimes it's maybe to be what do we portray for our kids you must be successful what do they understand what is success success is what you achieve in this world you know if you have a good job you'll be able to look after your family who print these values in the hearts of our kids us you know this is this is what we are doing to our kids what success is for you is to drive a nice car you know people will look at you and they will listen to you what success is for you is to live in the beaut- most beautiful of places you know the affluent uh, um, places to live there uh, and people look will look at you as having success so you must achieve this you know what do you want to study sometimes the child is inclined to something which he's inclined to then the father and the mother force him no that is not what you're going to study for we don't want you to become a, a normal hairdresser for a lady i'm just making it up but that's a passion that is what she likes she likes to, to interact with females and she feel comfortable comfortable in that uh, environment but now the father and the mother they, they they force now you need to be a doctor what happened the child failed the child failed the child's not happy where they are the entire life becomes miserable why because we see and we connect our heart to success in this world to the, towards the materialistic things of this life but what is the ultimate success the ultimate success is and Aisha just now off air mentioned to me that the ultimate deen is the deen of Islam Allah says in the deen in the Islam the only deen accepted by Allah will be Islam. So we should try to uphold our values and our principles and instill that into the hearts of our young ones. Why? Because we know that if you give one step towards Allah, as who says this? And not we, not me and Auntie Aisha. This is the best of Allah's creation saying this. Give one step towards Allah and Allah starts giving, it will give ten steps towards you. SubhanAllah. So how do we understand this? Uh, we still base our life of success uh, connected to this world. As Allah says, It is deception because you're going to die. You know, Al-Maut, Laysa Lahumul Fawt. As Sayyidina Ali say that Maut, death, is a, it, it is inevitable. It's going to come to every single one and knock on your door. And don't let it be too late where you're going to hear the ayah, Al-Hakumul Takathur, Hatta Zurtumul Maqabir. You know, you've been taken enjoyment out of this world so much. Then when you woke up, when you wake up in your qabr, you realize I'm in my qabr. Now the question's been asked. You've wasted your entire life. Now you're going to be questioned. Now you start seeing the reality, you know. Allah says, you know, now you're going to come to see and come to know what is the truth. Then Allah says again, ثُمَّ كَلَّا سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ You're going to come to, know, uh, come to know what is the truth now. right? So what does Allah mean? The first, uh, as the Mufassirun in Ibn Kathir, it comes, that the first, كَلَّا سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ It is for the, non, the, uh, the people of non-Muslim faith. You know, Allah is telling going to see the truth you're going to come to know what is happening now what have what 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 have been preached and what have been uh, given to you in this world you're coming to see it's true now now allah said again now the, the mufassirun they explained it now this is for the believers because some of us yes we are muslim we understand that we are muslim and you know but we don't live as muslims and we think that okay you know the Molana always said whoever says la ilaha illallah you know he's going to be successful he's going to enter jannah mm. how do you want to enter jannah that is important you want to enter jannah via jahannam because you don't think that you're going to live your life as you live it and at the end of the day you're going to be successful just like that no it's not as easy as that you know the pathway to success is look into the life of Muhammad mm-hmm. he was ma'asum he was the best of Allah's creation. You know, he, he, he's called the beloved of Allah, Habibullah. Allah loves him so much, Allah connect his name to Allah's name in our kalima. That is how much Allah loves him. You know, Nabi Adam والسلام, in some narration, he stated that. Uh, why was he forgiven? Because he said, Ya Allah, through Muhammad, والسلام, forgive me. And Allah asked him, How do you know about Muhammad? You know, he said, No, you know, in every door of Jannah, when I was in Jannah, I used to look at the door, I saw the name connected to your name, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad. I saw it on the four, four pillars of your arsh, La ilaha 
illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So I, I, I thought that this person must be a very important person. And that is why in Allah forgave him on the plains of Arafah. You know, so, so, so what are we trying to achieve in our lives? You know, and that is why I say, and I think we must come back to the topic, is go back, see what our elders do and what they wanted to achieve. It is only for us to have a better life. You know, okay. and I'm going to reveal the, the the experience that I had in life, because Alhamdulillah we we were fortunate. You know, some of us we must make dua for those who weren't fortunate to grow up the way we were. Because I I'm, I'm always I always humble myself in front of my mom. You know, mama that passed away and, uh, and the Aisha's mother-in-law, Aji uh, Maryam Subhanallah. They were the people that took lead and they they wanted to nurture us in a way because they understood that Islam is the ultimate way. This is a way for you to live in how you live this way. Subhanallah, our our Imam Allah must grant him the highest place in Jannah. Daddy, um, Sheikh Muhammad Latu, how he, the character that they, that they possessed in their life. This is who we want to live up to, you understand? So if I see my elders, and that's why when I go to Vusta, I always, you know, sometimes you want to shed a tear because, you know, these were the people you looked up to in your young, in your young life. Today you're there, they come to you and they shake your hand and they say, Maulana to you. I say, no, I'm not a Maulana to you, you know, I'm only, you are my Maula. You know, and then they say, no, 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 we're not Maulanas. And I said, we don't mean it in that way. You know, yes, yes. Alhamdulillah, the titles is something, but we throw the titles aside. It is that respect that you, re- you keep and remain, it must remain there always. And that is why it's so sad when you go to Vusta, they tell you Maulana and say, no. Uh, I said, no, Ali radiallahu ta'ala, and he used to have a saying, and they used to, they always laugh at me, especially yes. with Abraham, will probably listen <laughs> now. May Allah grant him uh, good <laughs> health, inshallah. They would, uh, I would tell them that, man Allah mani shay'an fahuwa Maula. Whoever teach you something, whether it is about this world, whether it is about anything they become your mawla you know this is how the sahab of Muhammad Sassam used to humble themselves today I'm a mawla and nobody tells me you know I know everything I must know it all that is not the attitude that we should adopt the Prophet Sassam was such a uh, on, a, on such a daraja where he knew e- almost everything. Allah gave him all the ilm that he has. But he always took mashura with Sayyidina Abu Bakr, with Sayyidina yeah. Umar, with Sayyidina Uthman, with Sayyidina Ali, and with the Sahaba. He will take their opinions and he will listen to them. And sometimes he will take the opinion and he will go with it. Sometimes he will say, no, we'll go with this. Why use Rasulullah mm-hmm. So how don't we take lesson from that? We just think that today I'm the Mawlana and I have every, uh, everything to say. No, that is not the way. In my experience in the Aisha, uh, when it comes to workers day subhanallah is that you know communication we spoke about i went and i used to work at pick and pay subhanallah <laughs> <laughs> uh, many years back you know not so, so so many years but alhamdulillah and i worked there and alhamdulillah i asked allah ya allah you know what i've studied deen uh, i'm still studying deen so i want to do everything according to islam uh, and allah gave me a job at pick and pay and i worked at pick and pay and it was very difficult because your hours were long and um, I started speaking. I spoke to the department, uh, head of the department. I said, you know what, I'm a Muslim. I need to perform salah. He said, oh, you know, it's going to be a problem. I said, okay, so who do I speak to in order to solve this problem? Yes. He said, no, you need to go to the manager. I said, Allahu Akbar. Allah placed me in a place as a Muslim manager. MashaAllah. So now I go and the Muslim manager told me, you know what, this is the problem that we have today. You know, we want to bring Islam into everything. If you work, you work. I said, okay, shukran, now I understand what you are saying. Yes. You know, I won't do it, inshallah. Um, all I'm asking you is, if I go on lunch, can I take just a short, small space in the stock room? And I just want to perform my salah at least one time. Please, you have to just give me that. I spoke very nicely to him. He said, it's going to be very difficult. People's going to look at you. I said, I actually want the people to look at me. You know, uh, if they look at me, alhamdulillah, they're going to ask me and then I'll explain to them why am I doing yes. it. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not expecting you to explain anything. But at least I will tell them I've approached you and if you can give me the go ahead, I'll do it. I'll only do it in my lunchtime and I'll only do it in my tea time. He said, okay, go ahead. And I took it and the whole stock room started asking me questions. Why are you doing this? You know, I said, no, I'm a Muslim and I have to perform Salah on time, but uh, I don't want to be a burden to you. That's why I go into a small little corner. You don't even need to see me. You can carry on with your work. You know? And Wallahi and Aisha, when I did that, nobody nobody made a noise. There was no noise you could hear. Uh, uh, Allah a made pin such, <laughs> a pin drop in that stock room. So that was an amazing thing. And I asked him, why are you guys, every day you shout and you go ahead. They say, no, no, you're praying. You know, you're praying. That respect. That respect was there. And then the manager get to know about this. He said, you know what, what are you doing? You know, you're making salah. Uh, can, I, can I join you? Alhamdulillah. I said, no problem. You can join me, inshallah. Ta'ala. So I said, I actually want you to lead me because you're my elder. He said, no, 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 no. You, you lead. And I led. And then what happened, uh, it was very difficult for you to go every week for Jumu'ah. They didn't want to give you off. I said, you know what, deduct it from my salary. I don't mind, but I have to go for Jumu'ah. 
And he said, no, I can't. Okay, go for Juma. We're going to deduct it. I said, it is in my, in my lunch hour. So whatever extra I take, you deduct. Otherwise, you don't deduct. Alhamdulillah, it happened. And we never took more than an hour. What happened after a few months, he said, can I go with you to Juma? And he started going with me to Juma. And at, after that, Alhamdulillah, we performed our salah like normal. And some of the other Muslims, they came to join in with us. And we had our own jamaat at, at, at work, subhanAllah. And this is how it worked. And at the end, I asked Allah, Ya Allah, I need to give my full attention to your studies now. Allah gave me another job. Well, and I'm just looking at, um, you know, the, the character you mentioned yes, earlier on. They did not, you didn't have to say a thing. Nothing. But they were watching what you were doing. And that in itself Only brought action. them closer to Allah. Subhanahu and that is how I, I want to link this to what is happening in, in, in the past with, our, with, our, with our, uh, our honorable people who passed away for this, you know, who died in the path for us to achieve today and to have what we have today. So we must be uh, entirely grateful to them for doing what they've done. But this is also the system of Allah. This is how Allah works, you know. You must first strive and struggle and put in the effort and then Allah will bring everything and after that ease will come. Isn't it something that we attain with difficulty we appreciate more? Definitely, Aisha. Subhanallah, you know, if we get everything easy, uh, what's going it's to no be? appreciation yeah, no for it. Exactly, no appreciation. So that is why we should show appreciation. You know, uh, and today, un unfortunately, we have the trend that uh, we speak ill about our people of the past. You know, that they, what did they know? Some people actually say that they, ha they had the, con uh, what we in Cape Town say, ecosystem mentality. But that ecosystem mentality made us what we are today. We are a nation to be dealt with. We are an ummah to be dealt with today. Yeah, Alhamdulillah, we stick to our principles like the Honorable Mona Hassan Hendricks just, just always used to say, whether they said, they had dads jakaraka jakirun you know but alhamdulillah their hearts was in the right place it was there and what did we achieve an entire cape town who knows the values of islam today alhamdulillah and Auntie aisha um, the, the the elders you know those who passed away in the path subhanallah they've been through so much they died in this path in order for us today to have an eight hour day so how do we spend our eight hour day we spend our eight hour day according to what allah wants from us i mean inshallah, inshallah and I think we'll, we'll proceed after the break after inshallah. the break <laughs> yeah molana is getting the hang of a day <laughs> listeners do stay tuned inshallah friday nasikha on the voice of the cape And a Jumma Mubarak to each and everyone if you have just tuned in on this beautiful 21st day of Rajab and we're focusing on Workers' Day this morning. That is the topic for our Nasiha uh, program and that is with Maulana Wasim Hendricks in Syria with us. Now we've really, um, you know, benefited greatly from both the secular side of Workers' Day as well as the Islamic, um, you know, the, the, the Islamic side of it as well and not forgetting the history of our forefathers as well and their fight um, to make sure that we get our eight I was working, I was only subhanallah maulana. Um, if you see how they've structured their day was, like we said, eight hours for work. Right? So alhamdulillah we've touched on how we, how, we, how we can improve our daily lives whilst working just by portraying Islam in the best of ways. Communicate with those who doesn't understand because wallahi, like I've mentioned it, People are hungry to understand what is Islam all about. And if we are not going to give it to them, we are going to be answerable for that. And we should be very serious about that. Speak about Islam. Teach people about Allah. How do you worship Allah? How, what, what is the difference between the differences between us and them? It is such small differences, you know. And if people can understand that, we, we, inshallah, the world would be a better place. We live in harmony. So our eight-hour work, it is, it is very important because that is the time that we interact with others. That is the time that you can portray beauty. That is the time where you can portray the beauty of Islam. That is the time when you can practice your deen in order for people to see that this is how the best of Allah's creation used to walk. This is how we used to talk. This is how we used to treat others this is how we used to interact so isn't this how we want to be you know if you look it's just, just, just think about muhammad that you are now practicing his sunnah and his way of life and people look at you do you really think we we must ask ourselves the question do you think that people will deny that this is the truth you know as, as muslims we should understand this this is muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam i came to you and i was sent by allah to you in order to perfect character he did not say, I came here to teach you the best way to perform salah. I came here to teach you the best way of giving zakah. No, he said, with character, to perfect character, 
in order to teach you how to maintain your character in situations, how to deal and interact with others, because that is how you're going to portray the, the true Islam. You can't do it while you sleep. While you sleep is your time with Allah, and how you're going to benefit that time, uh, turning that time into something that it becomes ibadah. That is your time with Allah. The time of taking leisure is your time with rest. Are you going to make your adhkar? Are you going to remember Allah? But the time when you work is the time when you interact, interact with others in order, in order to remember Allah. So that is something for us to practice upon. Practice upon that. Interact with people in the way that Muhammad Sallallahu used to interact with people. Rasulullah did not when a, a, a person from a different faith went past, he passed away. He did not show a bad face or a bad taste in his, in his mouth or a bad word from his mouth came to say that there is a Jahannami. No, he cried. Why did he cry? The Sahaba didn't understand. Ya Rasulullah, this is people who, uh, this is, this is people, are, these are people who fight us. These are people who deny the truth. You're standing up for him and you shed a tear for him. What was the Prophet's reply? What is our reply going to be? He said that, is that not one of my ummah is destined for Jahannam? You know, I failed in that. I failed. He felt like a failure. Imagine who's feeling like this? Your Prophet. Your beloved, who you take as your beloved, he felt that he failed in something. How many times didn't we fail? Do we feel remorse? Do we feel that there's another potential jannati who is now destined for Jahannam? This is how we should feel. Feel about it. You know, uh, this is human. You know, I want everybody to be a, jah- a jannati. I want everybody to go with Muhammad Sallallahu into the doors of Jannah and walk through there. Because he had a concern for everybody. Not only a concern for, for Muslims. It was about the concern for humanity. Because Allah is the creator of humanity. How much rahmah we shouldn't show. You know, bring it into your life. Your, in your daily life, your eight hours when you work. That is very important. Let's switch over inshallah. Your time of leisure. Everybody loves this. You know, the husband comes from work. He kicks out his shoes. He expects his wife to pick it up. He expects his wife to do so many things. He lays on the couch and he's just becoming a couch potato when he's at home. This is not our action. This is not what we should do. What we should do now is, subhanallah, first, what you can do. I shouldn't say what you should do. What you can do is perform two raka'ah salatu. Shukr, ya Allah. Shukr for giving me my daily livelihood. I've worked today. I had my health today. I could open my eyes and I could go out and I could go and work and I could earn halal uh, income for my family in order for them not to eat haram, in order for them not to, not to go out and become sail, not to, to become beggars. But Alhamdulillah, you've given me something which I, sh- which I should appreciate and I can never show in my enough appreciation for you. If that is, if you're too tired to do that, say Alhamdulillah. You know, just make dhikr of Alhamdulillah. All praise is due to Allah and no praise is due to me because whatever I've done today is only because of the qudra of Allah. So that is how you can show your gratitude also to Allah because sometimes we feel that it is so difficult to please Allah and so difficult to make shukr to Allah. Just say Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. You know, all praise is due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Ya Allah, I, I, sh- I show my gratitude maybe not in the best of ways i'm so weak i don't i feel like this is the only thing that i can do now but at least you show that gratitude to allah you are remembering allah now in that time of leisure and inshallah ta'ala allah now make your daily life easy that that the tiredness of your of your body now releases yourself why because what do you see you see you see that beautiful faces at home you see the face of your wife and she reminds you of allah she reminds you of Rasulullah You see that four little rascals in my in, in my life, they start <laughs> running up to you, mashallah. You know, and, and they just lit up your life, right? And now they remind you of Allah. You show gratitude to Allah. Shukran for my family. You know, shukran for them smiling still because there are people out there that have nothing. People that homes are being destroyed every day. And I feel remorse for it, ya Allah. Shukran for this and make it easy for them. What is that? That is a sign of remembering Allah. You know, so this is how you, you structure your daily life just where you can be connected to Allah at all time. That is important. How we can be connected to Allah 24 hours a day. Some people say it's impossible. How do you, how do you remember Allah 24 hours a day? Everything about your life is Allah. You know, put Allah in front of everything that you do and everything that you think of. If you're going to make intention to hurt somebody, put Allah in front of you. Is Allah going to be pleased with me? No, then don't hurt that person. Don't say a bad word to that person. You know, he might have hurt you in so many ways, but Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was, you know, who can say that they, they were more hurt than Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Walking through Taif, seeking solace. Why? Because his wife just passed away. His uncle just passed away. His support structure at that particular moment in time just left him. And he walked to Taif thinking that inshallah, yeah, people will listen to me. And he's being tortured more. What did 
did he say? Did he say, Ya Allah, curse the people of Taif? No, that is not him. Ya Allah, he cried. He said, Ya Allah, through my weakness, through my weakness, they couldn't do this. They couldn't accept you as being their Allah. They didn't accept me as being the Prophet of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is how he felt and he raised his hand. He said, Ya Allah, if they're not going to be this nation who accept you, Ya Allah, who accept me as a Prophet, who accept Islam as their deen, what's going to happen? Ya Allah, then let their progeny let the progeny to come, let they accept, insha'Allah ta'ala. Barakallahu feekum. Well, and there we go for us. We will be back to our listeners to stay tuned. We will conclude right after that. Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's so sad that we, you know, we need to come to the end of this Nasiha program for this Friday with Malana Wasim Hendrik, sharing, you know, such great wise words of wisdom with us this morning. Alhamdulillah, and giving us things and, and, and definitely, you know, things to ponder over things that we take for granted so many times, subhanAllah. But as we all know, that the reminder is good to the believer, Malana. Alhamdulillah. Yes, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Jazakallah for that thought and Aisha. It is so true. Reminder is beneficial for a believer. Uh, just to mention to the listeners whatever Nasih has given yeah, it's, it's for myself first you know I need to take Ibrah from this I need to take lesson from this as my ears is the closest to my mouth Alhamdulillah so please make dua for me as well I should practice upon what is preached today inshallah ta'ala yes Jamaatul Muslimin we spoke about leisure time how we can spend our leisure time reflecting um, in order for us to remember Allah at all times Rasulullah being the best of Allah's creation he never gave up he never gave up. He never cursed one person because Sahaba used to say, Ya Rasulullah, you know, look how you treat these people. They treat you so bad. What was his response? I did not come. I was not sent in order to curse people and to, and, and, and to let them be doomed. I was sent as Rahmatan lil Alameen. I was sent as a mercy unto mankind. And how do we take lesson from this? Do we really emulate Muhammad when it comes to this? You know, all our time, Ya Allah, if you look at, uh, like I said, we, we should try to recognize who Allah is. You know, if you don't know Allah and Allah is not close to your heart, you know, it's going to be very difficult for us to achieve. Uh, everybody, we know uh, we've been created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are some of those who don't believe in this. There are some of those, you know, so, so whose responsibility is it going to be? I've said that Prophet ﷺ came as what? Da'iyan ilallah. His entire life, his entire mission was to call to oneness of Allah. Just to call to the oneness of Allah. And did he achieve that? Did he achieve that? Subhanallah, we need to give him his due. You know, Michael Hart, you know, we know who's Michael Hart. He's a person, subhanallah, not of a Muslim faith. He's a person that look into the lives of, in history in order to see who's the most influential person that ever walked the surface of the earth. And what was the outcome? Imagine this, not a Muslim doing this. He looked at, and he looked at facts and he said that none other than Muhammad <laughs> none other than Muhammad can be the person who influenced uh, everybody around the world. Even in today's time, they still read about him. They still study him. Whether it is good they say about him or whether bad, but people want to know about him. Who was he? So this is us. We need to know Allah. We need to know who our Prophet are. And we need to emulate him in order for Allah to be pleased with us. Amen. And then the end of this is, just to end of Aunt Aisha, do I still have time? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. They say two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> Subhanallah. <laughs> the end is obviously our time of rest. Taking your rest. How do you take your rest? Let your rest be that rest that before you sleep, you say, Ya Allah, let me dream of Rasulullah. If your rest can be that rest, then it's going to be the best rest for you. You know, because every night you go and sleep with that intention just to know that I'm going to dream, inshallah, about the Prophet. And if you see him in this life, if you see him while it is that you are sleeping, or whether it is in, in, in a state of when you are awake, you know, because wallah, Allah can grant you that, then you know, subhanallah, that now Shafa'a becomes important. It becomes incumbent upon him. Sallam. I saw him in my life. He's going to seek Shafa'a for me at that time when I need it most. And that is when it is Qiyamah. He's going to say, Ya Allah, that, that slave of mine, you know, he saw me in his dream. He saw me in a state of weakness. So let him come with me and enter into Jannah. This is our dreams, our goals, and this is what we should propagate out there. Teach people that Islam is a beautiful deen. If you just follow this, then you can be successful. So we take our hats off our elders who structured the day for us in such a way that we can take benefit in our daily lives, whether it is in work. We can take benefit in our times when we recline, when we sit back and we just relax. We have our leisure time. And then also when we have our rest, 
we can sleep peacefully for eight hours you know and inshallah i didn't even come how to break up the eight hours but inshallah soon inshallah if allah wills we can discuss how we can break mm-hmm. up our nights you know uh, just to come to back to to one hadith and aisha i'll, I'll, I'll end up very quick, quick well, no, I, I wouldn't want you to end if i think we first um, cross over to the new studios and when we come back we can we conclude can with Friday Nasikha on The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum and indeed a warm welcome to your Friday Nasiha. I'm here Aisha Lata with Malana Wasim Hendricks in studio. And the topic this morning was and still is Workers' Day. And Malana, having explained to us, uh, you know, um, superbly about the two eight hours, but uh, the, th- the third eighth, I think that is what we need to speak yes, about, Malana, before we conclude. Khairan, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Just to conclude, it's a beautiful hadith that I, uh, I read. And one of our elders actually reminded me about this. He asked for the, the source of the hadith and I, and I looked at it. And alhamdulillah, it's so, so appropriate. for us just to just to take ibrah and to take lesson from this is where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that ightanim khamsan qabla khamsin that uh, take care of five things over five five things over five things we should take care of this and what is it shababaka qabla haramik subhanallah your youth before your old age imagine that you know how how do you spend your youth how do you spend your youth and one of those things that we know that is Uh, mentioned by the best of Allah's creation sallallahu alaihi wasallam is that if you spend your youth and mashallah min antaisha just spoke about a wonderful child that I've just met also how they spend their life in the path of Allah when they're young and the benefit for this is that the day of qiyamah they will be one of those who stand under the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala isn't this not what we want for our time but what do we do some of us like I said and I've mentioned earlier that we try we we place that principle in our children's lives according to how we nurture and how we train them so if dunya is going to be the ultimate that was going to happen they're going to strive for dunya and who's going to be the source of that is going to be us so let's instill that principles in them while they are young you know everybody knows the states the saying that the baby boom peter very no yonkers that you inshallah are a nurture the child when he's small and then be in the law you'll start seeing the nur emanating from his heart and from his mouth and from his actions when so he's an elder And that is so true. If you look at our elders, how did they grow up? Not an easy life. You know, so, uh, ma- mashallah, when, when my great-grandmother used to live, they said, you know how many children we were in one house? You complaining, laying in this house and laying four uh, in one room. We used to live 12 and 14, sometimes more than that in one room, you know, with our mother and father. So it was not an easy life. But look today, look today. We know Allah. You know, that was always a word. So, so, so the way you speak, you must be very careful. And she will always say, Al-adabu fawq al-ilm. Your respect comes f- before you, your knowledge. So be careful how you speak to people and be careful what you're saying because Allah is watching you all the time. And we were like, yours, Allah is a monster, you know. <laughs> Allah is watching us. <laughs> and after a while, we understood what they said. So youth is a very important time in your life. try to inshallah ta'ala teach our youngsters to live their life according to what Allah and his Rasul want and wallahi you know don't fear wealth for them because it's not in our hands to achieve whether you are the best of doctors you can earn the best of salaries you can still be in a state of depression because there's no barakah in your wealth Allah take that barakah out because Allah does not uh, afford that to you at that particular moment in time but make sabr if it is like that you know you know as Muslims you make sabr and Allah will grant you ease after that inshallah so take care of your youth You know, before you become old, because when you become old, you become fragile. You become somebody that then says, I regret that I didn't do enough. I regret that I didn't achieve this. Don't be of those, inshallah. So this is a wake-up call for us and for our youth, inshallah. Ta'ala. Then, wasihata qabla saqamik. You know, take care of your health before you take ill. Take care of your health. And so, subhanallah, you know, all the people that I visit that has these uh, type of illnesses, they always say, you know what, when I was alive, I could achieve so much. Now it is so difficult, Mawlana. And I say, inshallah, this is now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgiving you. Allah wants to take you back to him pure. You know, so Alhamdulillah, take this also as a ni'mah, take this also as a favor. But as long as the time when you was when you had that sihai, when you had that healthy life, you've lived it according to what Allah and His Rasul want. Don't feel bad in the state that you are now. You know, Alhamdulillah, you've done enough, and say to Allah that you've done your best. And Allah is that Lord. You know, He is not unjust. He will grant you according to what you've done, and through His rahmah, inshallah, you will still enter Jannah bi idnillah. And then thirdly, waghinaka qabla fakrik, and this is the order of the day. Your wealth, take care of it before. before you uh, become poor right and what do we say become poor it doesn't mean because m- many of us we work our entire life and then when we're old we have so much wealth but actually we are so poor 
you know, why we've achieved absolutely nothing at the time when we had wealth. We did not spend it in such a way where we can benefit. We did not spend it in such a way where we, where we can take ilm from our elders and from our ulama. We did not spend it in such a way where Allah desired for us to, to give zakat and to give sadaqah in the path of Allah. We did not purify our wealth at that moment in time. So now when I'm old, I'm still that stubborn man, you know, holding on to my wealth. And now I'm so poor actually in the sight of Allah. According to others, you are a successful man, you are a rich man, you are living in the best of houses, driving the best of cars today. But in Allah's eyes, you are still that poor man. So inshallah, take care of your wealth, you know, meaning taking care, giving, giving the path of Allah. Give to those who are in need because that is why Allah has given you your wealth. It is not yours. It is Allah's wealth that needs to be distributed in the surface and the earth, inshallah. And then to end off, it is وَفَرَاغَ كَقَبَلَ shughalik And take care of your free time. Allahu Akbar. Take care of your free time before you become preoccupied. Before you become so busy that you cannot do enough anymore in order to please Allah and His Rasul. And then the last one is وَحَيَاتَكَ قَبْلَ مَوْتِكَ Take care of your life before you pass away. Because when you pass away, there's no turning back. When that ghargara take place, when that final breath is going to leave now your, your, your body, then the doors of Tawbah are closed. And now you're going to be answerable for everything. So be careful. You know, be of those who in that last state of of your life, you can still say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Why? Because everything that was mentioned before, you took care of it. You know, now I'm going to pass away. Now you can smile. And some of us, we know, normally when we see a mayit, you know, you can just see that nur. You can just see that face smiling and that, 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 that face of pleasure, meaning I'm going to meet my Rabb now. And I'm ready for that, inshallah. May Allah grant us to be from amongst those. Jazakumullah khairan for the opportunity. Tune once again. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. But on that note, I also want to say that Marana, this one says, Salam anti Aisha. Marana is making me cry. I wish our bosses must also respect us in this way. Subhanallah. And it's your mubarak, inshallah. Marana, I would love to for you to, you know, just render small dua for those who are um, sick today, for those who are celebrating a birthday, and um, just for our ummah at large, inshallah, those who are not experiencing the best, you know, um, those لا يغادر سقما برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اغفر لأهل القبور من المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات ارفع لهم الدرجات وكفر عنهم السيئات يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين اللهم إنا نسألك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين وأن تغفر لنا وترحمنا وإذا أردت فتنة بقوم فتوفنا غير مفتونين نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله رب العالمين والله قرأت لنا you know, the insight and the knowledge to disperse it amongst the youth and all the elders as well آمين, for many آمين. years to come inshallah in the best of health and salam to the family Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.